There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Comedian Bill Bellamy cracks up MGM National Harbor near Washington, D.C. this Saturday. He joined me to break down Chris Rock's recent show in Baltimore and to reflect on his career after famously coining the phrase booty call on HBO's Def Comedy Jam. Hey, Bill Bellamy, hey, thank you so much for joining us on WTOP in Washington, D.C. Yes, I'm really excited, man. You know, D.C. has been one of my favorite cities my whole career. Um, You guys love comedy. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know what kind of funny stuff they put in the soup, but they have always loved comedy in D.C. Something in the water of the Potomac. Yeah, something something. in the water. (laughs) I don't know why. Uh, But, yeah, we got to tell everybody you're coming uh, on Saturday, March 25th. You are coming to MGM National Harbor, um, technically over on the Maryland side. But I don't know if you've ever been there. It's, like, right over the line. So it's all in our listening area, baby. It's it's a great spot. what uh what what all we got planned? It's so hard with comedians. I don't want you to, you know, spoil any of your punchlines, but you know, no, what how can we see, say what sort of topics do we all delve into, man? All right, let me tell you what it's like to come to a Bill Bellamy comedy show. Imagine a party with a lot of laughter, because that's the type of energy that I that I bring. Like I make my shows an an experience. So you got live music, we got a DJ taking you back, flashback music fun times, you dancing, you drinking a little bit. Then I have amazing hosts, special guests always pop up. Um, my last show, I'll be sure just showed up out of nowhere. The crowd went crazy. Um, 50 cents come show up and people go like somebody always pops up at my shows and it just be like, what? <laughs> you know? So it's always a, one of those kind of like, Oh my God, things. And then I have so much to talk about. This is probably the best time in the world to be a comedian mm-hmm. because people either mad this way, happy that way, and people are everybody got an opinion now. Yeah. Everybody. Oh yeah. Especially doing a show in DC where we are the like the political capital. You you never run out of material with these. Oh with my these God. Folks. You know, <laughs> when you deal with DC and then you got the DMV, like you guys, it's a multicultural melting pot of people. You got the Maryland people the VA people, then you got the DC, then there's the DC, DC. So yeah. it's <laughs> right. Exactly. It's DC, DC, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, what, uh, um, I, I feel like the big topic in comedy right now, actually, did you catch the Chris Rock special the other night? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one that everyone's talking about because you know, that was in he, Baltimore. He, so that's why I asked. It was like, a yeah, local they, 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 he shot it in Baltimore. Obviously Jada Pinkett is from Baltimore. So everyone's like, whoa, oh my God, you know what I'm saying? It's like, 
That's like if you had a beat a beef with Batman and you did the show in Gotham. <laughs> exactly. Yo, you know exactly. he did the show in Gotham and him and Batman been beefing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Get so, Commissioner Gordon on the phone. Yo, it's getting real. You know, people are like it's getting real out here. It's getting real. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think I think was really good for the culture too because it's one of those moments um, that people will remember. That it's something that people will talk about and people um, have a, a feeling about it. Right? No yeah. one's ever seen anybody get slapped at the Oscars ever. I mean, that, it was that was insanity. I couldn't believe it. I no, no. I mean, even when I watch it, I always want to believe it was a skit. Like, right. it was like, well, maybe they playing around, but exactly. I, I, unfortunately, it wasn't. It wasn't. And Will, but, and Will Smith of all people, you know what I mean? He yeah, just, I mean, you know, it's the nice guy. It. You know what I'm saying? So, to me, um, I think what you got to learn from it is first have security. That's good. <laughs> have security. So I have security, um, and then don't talk about people where you know they're gonna feel bad. Like I think when you go to a comedy show. Here's the thing that I want to say about comedy, right? Yeah. Comedy obviously is subjective, right? Some jokes are going to work really, really well. Some jokes might not, right? Cool. That's yeah. what we do. We're going to fix it. If we don't have, if we have a joke that don't work, we're going to fix it. That's what we do. Right. But at the same time, you're supposed to be going to a comedy to have fun. Yeah. You're not supposed to be going to a comedy club to be in your feelings. If you want to be in your feelings, go to therapy. Go sit right. down. Talk to somebody, get all them feelings out, get all those traumas out, get all these things you're working out, and then then come to a comedy then show. Go to a comedy show online. Exactly. It's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, that's cool. I'm I'm glad. Thanks for um, you know, giving us your reaction on that, because that's what everyone's been been talking about around here. Um, well, while we have you on here, I always love to hear you mentioned Batman, but I would love to hear, you know, your origin story. How did you how did you um I guess you were born in Newark, New Jersey in 65. Yeah. So how did you, you know, growing up, were were there certain comedians you loved growing up? Were there certain touchstones where you're like, I want I want to be that guy or gal? Yeah, there was a lot of guys that I just, you know, looked up to at that time. I didn't know I was going to be a comedian, but I just loved watching them because they were so funny. You know, obviously, like Eddie Murphy was somebody that lived like right across the water in New York. Like I was like, yo, he lives in New York. I know. Wow. I might see him one day because he right. lives in New York. Right. And then I had guys that I was watching, like uh, watching and listening to like Richard Pryor and people sleep on back in the day. Flip Wilson, like Flip Wilson used to have this TV show and he was hysterical. And he used to do this uh, character called Geraldine. And I used to be dying. Like I used to be so excited when I was like, oh, is he going to do Geraldine? Is he going to do Geraldine? Because he would do these characters and they were funny. Um, Robin Williams, super hilarious, super uh, extra. Like Robin Williams was like my idol, like my yeah. idol, like Mork and Mindy, like watching yeah. him on that show to me was like, oh my God, if I could ever be that funny. Cause he could just do characters. He could do voices and he was, he could be dramatic. He won an Oscar. Yeah. So, you that know, guy's brain um, moved faster than right. anybody I've ever seen. Yo, like it was like a typewriter that was going. Yeah, like so, a cause, a gift from the cosmos. I don't know where. Yeah, he, he was. Uh, a, we were just blessed perfect. to have him. For uh, we were blessed to to have Robin Williams because yeah. he gave us so many things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I will never forget this true story. <clears throat> I was doing a show right in Boston, and um, and uh, 
the owner of the club came to me. He said, yo, there's somebody backstage that want to say what's up to you. I said, oh, oh, cool. It was Robin Williams. And he was like, Bell, Bellamy, uh, I got a question. Because uh, you know he can be still. Oh, yeah. He was like, uh, I want to work on some things. I'm working on the set. And I I, 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 I just don't know. I'm a little nervous, but I want to go on. Is that okay with you? I know it's your weekend. I know yeah. I don't want to mess up anything. It's like, what? Robin Williams? Bro, I went and sat in the audience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's great. It was, it, it was such an honor, man. He went up there and worked out for 25 minutes, and he was incredible. Like, to watch him, like you said, he was a gift from the cosmos. You know what I mean? I hope, you know, when, when it's all said and done about my career, people will feel like, yo, I gave the game something beautiful i gave the game a lot of laughter in, in like key moments you know what i'm saying right and that's right. all i want to do is i would like when i go to the mgm grand i just want to give y'all a moment like to people to be like yo he's one of the best comedians i've ever seen live yeah. he knows how to do a show he's crazy as hell he probably should be on medication like i need all these things to go through your head <laughs> Because they say that with love. When they say he should be on medication, they say, yeah, they that, say that with love. Yeah, yeah. He should be, I think he should be on medication. <laughs> it means you're working on another level that, you know, we all right, aspire, right, right. aspire to that. Level up out there. The Cosmos, Robin Williams, Eddie Murphy level. Um, well, uh, we talking about you hope you gave us key moments. Tell we got one of those key moments. We got to hit, you know, the that HBO's deaf comedy jam, because is it true that people credit you with inventing the phrase booty call? I mean, that's a legacy. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> legacy. And then there was also a lot of booty that got made um, off of me. You know, there was a lot <laughs> of calls during the 90s that nobody really gave me no money for. But when you made a booty call between two and four in the morning, that was me. <laughs> you should have got royalties every time someone made a booty call. You can imagine, like, can you imagine if every time, you know, how we get notifications on our phones? <laughs> Wouldn't it be crazy every time that somebody made a booty call in the world, it'd be like, ding, ding. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. It's it's odd hours of the night. I'd My phone's like, dinging. booty, mo booty, mo booty, babies. <laughs> well, booty is, I mean, their booty is sort of also double meaning for like money, right? Like a pirate's booty. So it kind of works. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I like the money. I like the money part of it. It sounds really exactly. Well, how do you come up with the phrase? Do you even remember it? Is it just something you just said? Uh, I said it in a joke, Lily, in a joke in New York. And like you said, like I just said it off the top of my head and it stuck. And people said, oh, snap, because it was something that they never had a name for that we were just yeah. doing. And I was yeah. like, yo, I'm, you know, I'm about to make me a booty call. And people were like, oh, that's stupid, funny. <laughs> and so you got to understand, like in the 90s, now you guys are really sensitive, but in the 90s, it was kind of like when you did TV, you couldn't use certain words. So you had to find right. like clever ways to say what you wanted to say without like getting censored. So right. booty call was a was a good way to say what it is without it being risque. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's a more fun way. It's a more fun way to say what you're doing. Right. And now they just say Netflix and chill. It's the same thing. You should get royalties for that. <laughs> Send me um, some money, baby. Give them the money. Um, I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And I know a lot of, in addition to the comedy, a lot of people, a lot of our listeners, at least my generation, will remember your your MTV stuff, your VJing and MTV jams and Beach House yes. and all that stuff. How did that come about? And and I guess part two of that, how how fun was that to do sort of a, it's still, you use your comedy chops, but it's, it's showing a little different, yeah, a little TV hosting like, vibe. But when I was doing MTV, that was more just my natural personality. Like I didn't have to do jokes. I could just right. be me and be funny, right? So yeah. that was a blessing because I could do the music. I could interview somebody. I could be funny. Like if I thought of a funny idea about the video or something crazy, I could say it in real time. That's what was dope. That's what people liked about me. It was like, yo, every time I watch Bill, he say something crazy. Oh my God. So I always brought a fun improvisational energy like a Robin Williams, you know, um, where I was alive in the moment to think and be really creative. And then I really loved the music. So, you know, I learned every genre of music from rock to grunge to hip hop to pop, you know, all the little new, the only thing I wasn't really good on was like, um, like a, a, a hard, like gothic kind of, like, I didn't know those artists as much, but Matt Penfield did. Matt Penfield, he he used to do, um, what was it called? Something ball, uh, ball on MTV. Well, Matt Penfield was like the first Google when it came to rock music. You can ask him any <laughs> album, he would tell you the year where it was recorded, Wow. who produced it. He he was an, a walking algorithm. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. And I guess, so I guess by you doing the- Bagpiper's ball. I knew you'd come up with it. Give you a sec. See, you're an algorithm too. Yours just takes a little longer to compute. Yeah, mine's is a little <laughs> slow because I'm on medication, but go ahead. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome well i was just gonna say the fact that you, you you it's cool you were just you said you're just being yourself being the mtv D, vj and stuff but i guess because people see you know network tv execs they're like they see that and they're like oh well, now we're gonna have him host last comic stand in a couple years um memories of that real fact because the ones i guess it was what season five and six and you had amy schumer the one year eliza schlesinger yeah, like you had some I big have, yeah that became i had big a stars. lot of yeah, man, Lavelle Crawford was on that year with us too. Uh, uh, Ryan, uh, John Reap, we had, um, you know, Eliza, she is blown up. You know, Amy Schumer is blown up, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they were brand new at that time, you know, trying to get on, trying to be, you know, ladies trying to get in the game with this comedy thing. You know, now they both make movies and a lot of money doing what they do. Um, Liza Schlesinger used to open up for me, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's so cool to see them be successful. Um, you know, Last Comic Standard was a great platform for guys and girls to, you know, mainstream, that's the mainstream. You want to be funny. You want a lot of people to come see you. So that show was a mainstream NBC network show. So me hosting that help me people were like oh man i ain't know bill bellamy was that funny i yeah. just seen him in the movie i ain't know he do comedy <laughs> so it's it's crazy how you'd be so surprised how many people don't know you you do stand up you know yeah absolutely but well, i'll teach you i you gonna learn today i'm learning i'm loving this tell me about insecure so i got a chance to um be on the show with Issa ray and what was crazy they did a tribute 
with a show within a show. So on Insecure, they did a 90 sitcom and I was the star of the sitcom. So everything was so 90s. Like I thought I had, I thought I went back in time. The <laughs> club, yo, it was so funny. People thought it was a real show. <laughs> oh, that's great. It was so crazy. So that's why I'm, I'm thank God I still look the same because my ass would have looked crazy if I was looking old trying to go back to the 90s. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Speaking of back to the 90s, aren't, isn't Shaq your cousin? Yeah. But he ain't ninety. He's nineties uh, into two thousand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, ninety. Hey, but I'm I'm remembering when he was with the Magic. Yeah, you know what I mean. Pulling freaking backboards down. Ninety seven. Did you ever ball against him growing up? Yeah, it was really bad because he would just back you down and turn around and dunk on you. It just looked bad in front of people. <laughs> it hurts your feelings too, because you know you go you try to shoot jump shots. He can still block those from everywhere. So it, you have to blow by him. You got to blow bomb and maybe get a little reverse layup, but don't try to shoot a jumper, please. He's going to throw it. He's going to throw it in the garbage. Awesome. Well, you're funnier than him then. Well, actually, he's pretty funny too, but Bill Bellamy, you know, takes the takes the cake. Um, um, I guess final, final seconds, you have a Love Stinks poster behind you. Of course, Love Jones also. Also, you were in um, Any Given Sunday, one of the great football movies. Uh, just how, how rewarding was it to get to, to pivot into that realm? And you're like, hey, people think I'm funny. Now I'm going to try VJing. Oh, they think that's funny? Yeah, I'm going to do movies. It's, <laughs> it's so interesting, man. Um, I always dreamed of being able to be in a movie. I just didn't know how I could get there. I was just like, yeah, I want to learn how to be an actor. And uh, what if I was in a movie with uh, Tom Cruise? Or what if I was in a movie like Keanu Reeves or, or you know, whoever? And I yeah. used to see these guys in these movies. And I'm like, yo, I remember seeing uh, uh, Matt Damon and uh, Ben Affleck in this movie called Good Will Hunting. Comes back and to was, Robin Williams, right? Every time. Right. Shout out to Robin Williams. And I remember saying like, yo, those dudes are some cool ass Boston boys. Yeah. They best friends and they made a movie together. That's dope. So yeah. it made me want to be in movies because I was starting to see real people. I remember seeing Mark Wahlberg, you know, be uh, uh, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Next thing I know, he's saving the world. Right. <laughs> like, I want to do that. I want to do that. So... Um, certain people that I really admired, you know, they inspired me that it was possible. And so I just start auditioning for movies and getting different opportunities through my agents. And next thing you know, I'm in a movie. And uh, I got a movie coming out April 21st called Back to the Strip. So I got a movie coming out in April. I have a book coming out um, on the 25th of April called Top Billing Stories of Laughter, Life Lessons and Triumph. I'm going to be at the MGM Grand on the 25th. It's just a great, great time. Yeah, you got all kinds of... Uh, yeah, so March 25th, look how the, look how the stars line up. March yeah. 25th, I'm at MGM Grand, right? National Harbor, April right in D.C. In D.C., right outside of D.C., right there. You can see D.C. It's right down the street, right? Mm -hmm. April 25th, my, my memoir comes out. One month later, on the same day, the 25th, my new book is out in stores, everywhere i'm gonna be a best-selling author you heard it from me you ain't never you ain't never seen a brother do it like this what awesome that's the perfect place to leave it um thank you so much for joining us again like you said mgm national harbor right outside of dc march 25th and look out for for the book that's coming up in april too so hey thank you so much thank you my brother it's good to see you all right <laughs> be well <laughs> all right baby see peace you.
Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.